Kate and Liz. Welcome to our extended therapy session. <laughs> because every every week, I'm telling you, people call your friends because if we didn't have these like hour long chit chats before we recorded every Sunday, what would we be doing? I mean, this is like our our catch up, our therapy. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you don't have this. Call one of us, you know, if you really don't have like someone to call. Yeah. or just I'll ch- God knows I'll chit chat for God's sakes. I can't shut up. Listen to these podcasts. That's what it's there for. It's like you're talking to your best friend. Um, yeah, I, I love our therapy sessions and yeah, I don't know what, what my Sundays would be. We record on Sundays, like what I would be without them. So I know for the past like seven years right? I don't know, six years every Sunday, yeah, give or take. Oh, We've wow. only missed a few, honestly. Um, Yeah, so welcome. Welcome back. Welcome for the first time. Um, We are just a little old podcast that likes to kind of deep dive into random topics, I guess one could say. Um, we do love true crime we do love icons. We love a mystery. We just love everything. Anything like pop culture-y. Um, yeah, we love it. So we like to dive in. Yeah, anything yes. like otherworldly, anything yeah. um, famous. That's why it's called Just Famous with Kate and Liz, because it's like, you know, whatever the random topic. We are now this week talking about hotels. So actual buildings you know yeah we love buildings we love architecture yeah yeah buildings and like what happens in them and this is going to be our last episode for a little bit we're going to take a break for the rest of august um and go on our own vacations and stop by some hotels and um then come back and we'll start our new season and would love for some suggestions on what you want us to kick it off with Yes, yes, you can contact us best ways through Instagram, um, private message at famous Kate and Liz, Kate with a C, and then you can email us um, if you're one of our boomers listening, <laughs> and that is famous Kate and Liz at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, we we want to know what should we cover next. I know Amber V, our number one fan, is always giving us amazing suggestions. Yeah, and, we, I, um, this is a one that would be really great to start with, so that we've been wanting to do for a while. Um, yes, but yes, please let us know, you guys. Yeah, and don't worry when we're on a break, I will be, you know, sending random memes I find on Instagram to Liz and be texting her about like random things, like, um, oh, what. <laughs> Like the other night when I just randomly texted you, we hadn't texted in like a couple days. And I was like, I just found out what the word titular means. Yes, I I did not know either. Like so. I had, I was like, I have to tell this to Liz that like, I did not know what the word titular means. I didn't know until literally like two days ago. So Tell the people because I didn't know either. So. Oh, okay, yeah. If you if you I also it was like us, titillating, titillating, I, like t- yeah. titillating, which I can't even yeah. say. So 
Yes, it is not. In fact, it is like when you're talking about like a titular character, you're talking about the character who's like in the title mm-hmm. of like a book or a play Makes or sense. something. Yeah, which like totally, obviously, of course, that's what it means. But why didn't I know that? Like, I took like honors English. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, are we supposed to know that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel I, like uh, I was ever supposed to know that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it should have come up in an honors English class when you're like talking about um, like if you're reading like Shakespeare and you're reading like what's one of his things? King Lear or something. Is that a thing? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I'm am the, English. You tell me. <laughs> and I am speaking of my 12th great, great grandfather, who is William Shakespeare, supposedly, supposedly. <laughs> um, but if you're talking about like, oh, the titular character, you're talking about King Lear. Got it. Right? Okay. That. So why that, are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Trying to remember how we got on this. <laughs> We're here to talk about hotels. Hotels. And oh, I had a question for you up at the top because I need to know, are you a hotel girly or an Airbnb girly? Oh, well, it depends. Like one okay. of my favorite things in life is like a nice robe oh, in a hotel. Right room service and like watching cable tv <laughs> uh, specifically forensic files uh, so true so true that like our generation we don't have like cable right no it's like oh my streaming God. it's like tv roulette it's like what is gonna be on let's see <laughs> who knows i don't know it's fun <laughs> it's so nostalgic it's so nostalgic yeah Um, but like some places it's just better to have an Airbnb. Like it, you know, if also like the setting, are you like with family or a group or whatever, or like, are you out kind of like in the middle of nowhere? I don't know. Yeah. It just depends. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I, I say as of right now, I lean more towards Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I should, have a disclaimer that I've only used Airbnb. Well, actually, okay, I've personally done Airbnb once when we went to Montreal. And it was amazing. Five stars, so easy, <laughs> loved the experience. It was like beginner's luck, I feel like, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Most places I've always had really good. I mean, there's like one yeah. place where I was like, okay, this definitely like is not like queen beds like you said they're queen you know I don't know it just like wasn't as great as it was but like yeah I mean I feel like it's been it's so easy and nice most of the time right like to do yeah um I always check both like a hotel and Airbnb just to see what's more inexpensive anyways yeah well in my experience it's Airbnb is is way cheaper like as far as any, I mean, in Montreal at least, which mm-hmm. you know, um, there's probably yeah. some pretty good competition there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I I don't know. I feel like the hotel industry is kind of like dying right now, um, with you know supply chain issues, short staffed, mm-hmm. which like any place that has like 
you know, customer service basically is short staffed. Um, but you know, if you don't have enough house cleaners or whatever, then you, you are going to go out of business, right? I mean, you have to, I don't know the whole short staff thing. I have so many things to say about that. So I'm not even going to get into that, but, um, (laughs) and also, do you want to support a large chain business? Like we talked about the Beverly Hilton. Are you a Hilton girly? Do you want to support the Hilton family? Like, you know, sometimes it's more, okay, I'd rather support the local like person, but then there's people who own like 50 Airbnbs and are making a ton of money. And they're like basically Airbnb moguls. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like uh, most people on Airbnb, I'm like, okay, so you obviously have like at least two homes because you're renting one of them out. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, where are you going? <laughs> like while I'm like, staying yeah. at your house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's usually, yeah, like second, you know, a second property. Um, you know, whatever. I don't know. I think there's some cool ones too. I love seeing like um, we're going up to Maine and we're going to go to Acadia and there's like this train you can stay in. It's oh, just like cool. yeah. in somebody's yard, they just have this old like train car and they f- like fixed up the train car and it's like, it's pretty cool inside. Like it would be like a cool different thing to do, which I love seeing those like one of the places too was a tiny home and it was so cute. Yeah, I know. I love those. Like there's a ton of those in like the Joshua tree area of California too. It's like these weird kind of just structures that they may are renting out <gasps> like the glamping tents and. Yup. Oh yeah. They, they had that at Acadia too, which looks really cool, but it's so expensive. Oh my God. For those canvas, I think it's called like canvas tent something I don't know they're they're like a chain but it looks really cool but that is like total glamping which I think like looks cool for Instagram and stuff but I don't know I'm like a no fuss kind of gal like I will stay in a motel I don't care like I'll sit on on top of the top sheet like I'm not like one of those who like rip the comforter off like I am not a germaphobe like I'm fine with the motel yeah if I have to you know what I mean do you do a regular tent like a no frills tent camping um we haven't done that as a family yet and we were possibly going to do that this summer um my daughter is a little nervous to be like sleeping in a tent so we might try like in our backyard first um so I'll keep everyone posted on that (laughs) yeah I feel like that is always like fun right but then you're always all for it no frills and then the next day you're like oh my god my back hurts so bad or something yes you're like I would die for running water right now (laughs) like I would literally it's like a walk walk into a bear's mouth (laughs) yeah for me yeah I don't know I I'm like way more into like hiking and camping now than I used to be like I used to be like oh my god I have to have air conditioning like and blah 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 and now I am like I am not into material things at all 
Um, and I don't know if that's just like age or, you know, realizing how fucking stupid things are. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I'm spiraling now, so I'm going to keep going <laughs> with, um, just so anyway, the concept of like, is the hotel business dying Mm-hmm. because Airbnb is so big now I was thinking like okay what is like the actual history of hotels mm. right like when did we start being like super into hotels and like traveling yeah. because and and like on one of our favorite shows our flag means death which is like oh god I just finished watching it for a second time and it, it's just better than the first time around um but they're like he introduces Steed Bonnet, who we covered on a previous episode. Um, he's like brings up the idea of a vacation to his pirate crew, and right. they're like, they should go and save self care. Yeah, yes, yes. And they're like, uh, what? Like, they just did not even understand the concept. Um, so it's like, okay, when if if you go to a hotel to, for either business or vacation, right? I mean, business or pleasure. Some, yeah. Yeah. Some, some places though, there is like longer term residential. I mean, there are people who live in hotels, whether yeah. out of necessity or choice. Um, yeah. I Madeline mean, ever here ever. Oh wait, yeah. no, what's not Madeline. Eloise. Eloise. <laughs> yeah. Eloise. Yeah. Well, same thing, whatever. <laughs> I feel like when you brought this up, yeah, like the the oldest hotel or history of the hotel, the first thing I thought of, and I am like not a religious person at all, but I was like, didn't Jesus's parents stay at a hotel? Like at an inn? <laughs> yes, in Bethlehem, they stayed at an inn. Joseph. That is correct. <laughs> I yes. mean, not the, not the first hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I wanted to look into the history, and like, you're so right. Jesus was born in an inn, which is a hotel. So today, uh, Hilton Garden Inn, (laughs) (laughs) Hilton Bethlehem. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Okay, so I I turned to Britannica, which is you know it's either like Wikipedia, Britannica, love them both. Um, Also, donate five dollars. I just did it again. My yearly $5. I probably use Wikipedia more than, like, anyone. And I only give them $5. What What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Note, let me make a note that I need to. Every little bit helps. They appreciate it. I mean, that is true. That is true. But it's it, like, does, like, suggested $5. I'm like, okay, $5. Like, just click that. Um, they probably do it, like, 10 times a year. I just think it's yearly. I don't know. Who knows? Um, okay, so I wanted to, you know, get the gist of the history turned to Britannica. And this is what they had to say about hotel history. So, inns have existed since very ancient times, Jesus, to serve merchants and other travelers. So this was, like, pretty right. much a business transaction. I mean, there's always uh, been travelers and like the need to travel. So right, right. Once once like especially like colonialism and mm. like even in the Roman times, I mean, they were tr- they were going up to like Bath 
England, you know, like there was roads yeah. going the between those places. Getting their self care on in the Roman <laughs> bath in England. So the Roman, oh my God, that's which, hand to God, one of the coolest places I've ever been. I have had the pleasure of visiting Bath, England, and it is one of the best places I've ever been. Um, anyway, in case you're in case you're planning a trip to uh, England anytime in the near future. Um, okay, so in the Roman Empire, hostelries called mansions were situated along the Roman road system, like I was just talking about, to accommodate travelers on government or commercial business. So the commercial revival of the European Middle Ages stimulated a widespread growth of inns and hostels. Many of these were operated by monastic brotherhoods in order to guarantee haven for travelers in dangerous regions, which of makes course. sense. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about this in like um, famous secret societies. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. That's true. So an example of this is the hostel in the Great St. Bernard Pass in the Swiss Alps. Um, my screen timed out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, which was founded in the 10th century. So like, you know, I mean, we were talking, we we're just talking Roman times, but now we're going to, there's like this famous story from the Swiss Alps. Um, in the 10th century by St. Bernard of Montjoux and is still operated by the community of Augustinian monks. So to this day, to this day. Yeah. So from the 10th century, and we're going to get into like the oldest hotel ever, but this isn't, this is like a famous place that like people would stay for kind of like a safe place to stay. And people would like seek out. It was like a famous place back in the 10th century. Um, in 13th century China, Marco Polo ever hear of him? Uh, he found an ex- he found an extensive system of relay houses in existence to provide lodgings for travelers and waste stations for the Mongol Postal Service. Okay. So, which I was like, oh yeah, Postal Service. Like that must have been like the first kind of people who did travel back and forth regularly, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, which is like, would be a super interesting job, <laughs> you know, like you were traveling the world basically and you were a postal person. Yeah, I feel like and, it'd be like dangerous too, you know? Like, oh, I'm sure it was, you would have to be very adventurous <laughs> to, to take on that job, I would think. Um, So that's, that's pretty cool. Like Mongolia, like I need to learn more about Mongolia because it's crazy. Um, okay. So privately operated inns intended primarily for use by merchants were widespread in both Islamic and Western European countries during the later middle ages and the rapid proliferation of stagecoach travel during the 18th century further stimulated the development of inns. So like these relay houses, they also had stables. Right. I was thinking kind of like the old West time pony express when you were talking Mm -hmm. just right before you said this. (laughs) 
Yeah. So yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Pony Express. Perfect. Like, yeah, I'm sure they were staying at inns and hotels along the way. And I'm sure some of those were real rough and tumble like places, you know, so um, which I think is why they would have those places where the monks were, where it was like, okay, I know if I stay here, like I'm good. I'm good with God if I stay here. Um, so let's see. So then they had the stagecoach travel, which like people were more free to travel, like at kind of like their leisure. Um, but it was really the industrial revolution of the 19th century that generated the most progress in innkeeping, especially in England, whose inns became a standard for the world on account of their uh, cleanliness and comfort. So they were really like, you know, probably, probably these, these relay houses were just like, oh yeah, stay out in my barn, you know, like, yeah, sure. Exactly. It's yeah. just a place to lay your head until the sun rises and then you're off again. Like Here's some hay, go sleep on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, once people started traveling by stagecoach, well, they, they're like, oh, well, I need like <laughs> a bed to sleep on and, and I need, Ow. yeah, like a clean swept room. Um, so that's kind Up of, you know. Bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I need a bedpan in here. Are you going to have an outhouse or a bedpan? Basin to wash up with. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm like, when do they have running water? (laughs) Not then. (laughs) No, not. Yeah, wasn't here yet. So, um, okay. So by 1800, the inns of the United States were the largest in the world. So America was like, okay, England might be like progressing with their innkeeping and like cleanliness and comfort, but we're going to like make these massive. I mean, think of it. If you're in London, you don't have that much room to build like huge inns or, or whatever, but in America, our cities aren't as developed. So we can make these grand, you know, rooms that are, five times bigger than you would get in England and they're old, like, you know. Well, and also just, we can put those random chain hotels out in the rural parts as people are passing through because there are those, like, more of those rural parts, you know. Yes, and as we were just, like, starting to keep settling west, west, Mm -hmm. west, like, yeah, exactly. People did need places to stop and, and there were rich people trying to get to the other side of the country and they wanted to stay at a nice place, not in somebody's barn. Um, so yeah, there was more demand for this. So the American trend toward large size um, hotels continued into the 20th century and eventually was adapted by adopted by other countries. So, um, you know, people kind of took note like, okay, these larger places are actually like, making money. So let's, let's like get into this business. Um, so the modern hotel was to a large extent, the result of the railroad age, mm. because even faster travel than, you know, like a stagecoach, it eliminated the need for the inns serving the old coach routes. And many of those were forced out of business as a result. So all the like smaller inns, which 
I love to stay at an inn. Oh yeah. If there's an inn, yeah. way that's that is like number one, an inn. Number one. But a lot of inns don't let kids stay there, so mm. we've actually not been able to stay at like, you know, many inns because of the kids. Yeah, there's uh, people's homes too. A lot of times, you know. Yeah. Well, if you have an inn, yeah, you live. Yeah. You you basically live in that house or like of structure connected <laughs> to it because you are the innkeeper. Um, but I, oh my God, I love an inn. It's always just some like old couple. They're so sweet. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God, I'm never going to forget you. And they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> On to the next. Oh, I would love to, I would love to own an inn. Oh my God, it reminds me of Gilmore Girls, another great television show of our time. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, okay, so the railroad comes in and they're like, you can just like sleep on the train as we just like bypass all these small ass towns and make our way out west. Yeah, which um, I do, but I just feel like it'd be so small in those little train rooms. I wouldn't like it. I know. I've never slept, had to sleep on a train. Yeah, I don't know if I would get much sleep. Um, okay, so on the other hand, many new and larger, timed out again. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, many new and larger, on the other hand, many new and larger hotels were profitably built close to railroad stations. Um, so as travelers for pleasure became increasingly popular during the 19th century, a new class of resort hotels was built in many countries. So this is when we're getting into like staying at like a super fancy place, uh, all inclusive, like resort style. Brawling ones. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so along the French and Italian Riviera, resort hotels were constructed to serve wealthy vacationers who frequently came for the entire summer or winter season, um, which is like, you know, the heyday of like, you know, I'm thinking like 1920s. And they'd stay weeks on end. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, we summer, like they would stay at, at a hotel for literally the entire summer on the Riviera which sounds like an absolute dream. Yep. Um, But luxury hotels soon made their appearance in the cities. And in 1889, the Savoy Hotel in London set a new standard with its own electricity and its host of special services for guests. So this was like the first kind of like major city, you know, catering to that same resort, vacationer clientele but in the cities because of course they're in the cities and they're going to want to travel to other major cities and or like uh, for business you're probably more likely to be in a city and like so this is sort of what I'm thinking is what probably led to now like the plaza and like big places like yes exactly and and you have to think of like a lot of these people did live in these hotels Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, it was actually very popular for people to be living in these right. these fancy hotels. But you also, if you were a wealthy business owner and you had a, a business meeting, 
you know, from somebody from like another country was coming, you would want to put them up in the nicest hotel. Mm. So you don't want to put them at some place where they're like, uh, you know, you want to show them like how opulent everything you do is like that. That's just what they did in that time. It was like, just think like Donald Trump, basically. Like, I feel like he would do this. Like, you got to show him as much right. gold as possible. Like, you know, which I'm just like so over. It's like so stupid. Um, but at that time, like that was how business was done, basically. Um, so another landmark was the opening in Buffalo, New York, the armpit of New York. No, I'm just kidding. I love Buffalo. I love all like struggling towns and cities, by the way. I'm like, pro, like bring back Buffalo, New York. Um, and in 1908 in Buffalo, New York, um, the Statler Hotel opened and the owner named Ellsworth Milton Statler introduced many innovations in service and conveniences for the benefit of the large and growing class of business travelers. So now it's getting like, okay, the super wealthy aren't the only people traveling. And mm-hmm. then like the postal men on horses who just need a bar and like, we need something in between. Like so the traveling the, salesmen, like. Yes, yes. Like automobiles. <laughs> yes, yeah. The So business travelers are like, okay, this is, this well, is growing. And then I think like the middle class was just growing too, right? Yes, Probably exactly. families are looking to travel and there has to be something mm-hmm. for the middle class. Exactly, exactly. So um, from the Buffalo Statler grew the Statler Company, which was the first major chain operation in hotel keeping. So like in in these kind of like business, you know, think. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, this was followed by World War II, which was then followed by a period of tremendous hotel construction. I mean, this was like hotels are increasing in size, they're increasing in number. Um, and then after World War II, a lot of hotels were built at or near major airports because now we have air travel. Um, it's becoming super popular. So, um, and then like I was saying before, the main categories of hotels are transient, resort, and residential. So transient is like the business traveler or you're on a, a vacation with your family. You're staying like a couple nights, uh, resort, and then residential, you're living there. So um those were like the main categories and everything's just kind of building. And, and now it just seems like there is just too many hotels basically. And like, yeah, people are not filling them anymore. There's other options, cheaper options. Um, you know, well, there's so, so many, yeah, especially after the pandemic, so many hotels that have closed. It's like this, yeah. these used to house homeless people or, other, yeah. you know, ser- provide other services. So hopefully like, you know, that they'll be using these buildings still, whether it's, you know, for hotels or not, but. I know, I know all these uh, abandoned buildings just like make me so mad. Um, but that's, that's like the basic 
history of hotels. That was the Hotel 101, if you will. That was good. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know. Like, I would have just assumed, honestly, like, the first hotel chain was probably Hilton or more Marriott or something stupid like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I never, I don't, I mean, once I heard, like, the Statler group or whatever, the Statler company, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that, like, rings a bell. But, um, you know, it's kind of interesting how with our mode of transportation, that seems to drive the change in like what our hotels are basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, I think it's like the Virgin hotel that's like at LAX now. Um, and it's like on like the tarmac of LAX. (laughs) Oh my God go into like a virgin like plane like it's old school and retro looking and like really cool but like oh yes 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 I know exactly what you're talking about I can I think I know my mind stay there someone I like work with I thought told me they stay there and that like it just smelled like jet fuel like outside because it's like at the airport I'm like that's cool concept I guess like I don't know (laughs) I know they don't think they don't think the full idea through I think I mean, I'm like, yeah, oh you're really close to catch your flight, but like, yeah, is that necessary? <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. And then there was um, the Taco Bell pop-up hotel that one time, and they didn't even serve Taco Bell there. It was just Taco Bell theme stuff. Like they're yes, doing random right. Instagrammable things, but they're just like cheap and not well thought out. You know, they. I don't, know. Yeah. It's all for like, yeah, Instagram. Like, okay, it looks cool. But beyond that, is it functioning? Like, let's get a grip, people. Um, Okay, so the oldest hotel that is, like, still in operation is the Nishiyama Onsen Kyunkan. Didn't say that right. But it's a Japanese resort not far from Mount Fuji. And it has been in business continually since the year 705 wow. AD. Oh my God. Um, so the hotel has been passed down within the same family for 52 generations. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So um, Guinness World Records has officially recognized it as the oldest continuously running, uh, you know, hotel in the world, basically. And I mean, we know that there that there are hotels like before this, but this one is like continually right. open. Seven oh five to now. Yeah, Indeed. yeah. I want to read their guest book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seven oh five. I gotta be. What some, are their Yelp reviews? <laughs> I gotta be some ghosts there too. I'm sure. Oh my God! Absolutely. Ancient ghosts. Um, and then of course I had to. Just throw some fun facts in. Yay! Because the concept of hotel, you know, the idea of hotels, like, old, you know. And and looking into this, I was like, I need more random, out-of-the-box hotel history stories, basically. Because I'm like, I can't just do the history. Like, this is not enough. And pretty much all I could find was like, oh, this problematic historic leader stayed in this like old ass luxury inn 
for one night, blah, 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 blah. Like, what is the history of, like, hotels? What What's, like, the craziest historic hotel story? And there was, like, nothing. It was, like, George Washington stayed here for, like, one night. And it's, like, okay. Like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. So going back to my roots, to my fun facts segment, I got all of this from kickassfacts.com. So enjoy. I'm ready. Hit me with Please some- enjoy. Hit me I'm with- gonna I'm gonna hit you with some facts right now. Okay. So the sky beam that shoots out of the Luxor Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, which that's like the pyramid we all know it the pyramid Mm -hmm. hotel in vegas that shoots that crazy super bright beam up in the sky um it attracts so many insects that it has established a new ecosystem of moths bats and owls i never would have thought about that that is so true right like because they're just attracted to light and it's like this huge powerful light (laughs) that's so a new ecosystem this hotel has created. Oh my god, there's bats and owls too. Yeah, yeah. Insects, like moths, basically, you know, God, if you have any light on outside, the moths are like insane. Moths, and then who, what's eating the moths? Bats. I guess do owls eat bats? No, they eat insects too, right? I don't know. They eat like mice and stuff. Yeah. They attack women going up their stairs. Supposedly, allegedly. Yeah. In killers' homes. Only in like narcissistic, closeted, fragile male homes. (laughs) We're talking about the staircase. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And then you will understand the owl theory. Owl theory. Owl theory. Um, okay. Next fun fact. Oh god. This one. This one. I can't. I almost was like, I'm a cancel everything. I'm doing a deep dive into this. Oh. So, police in Clearwater, Florida, received 161 calls to 911. Okay, let me repeat that. Okay. 161 calls from to 911. Yes. Yes. No. From rooms of the Fort Harrison Hotel. I just. Yes, that because of clear water. That's clear all. Water. I- yes, yes, yes. So Clearwater yeah. famously is like the Scientology headquarters, besides like LA. Oh um, Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So 161 911 calls within 11 months, which is uh, alarming to say the um, least. A hotel there. Yes. Okay. So it's called the Fort Harrison Hotel. And each time they would get a 911 call, Scientology security denied them entry and insisting there was no emergency. I'm sorry, every single time? Yes. They let this go on for 161 times to be turned away every time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's now not on the Scientologist, that's on the system. <laughs> the uh, city of Clearwater. <laughs> I mean, I. I don't understand it at all. So, um, yeah, this hotel is, like, basically right next to the Church of Scientology flag service organization, which is basically 
the headquarters. Um, of course, I had to like look at the reviews for this place, and they are a very interesting. I mean, it is like five star, five star, five star. This place is amazing. I've never had better service in my life. Just like the fakest reviews uh, of like too yeah. positive. Uh huh. Yes, like way too positive. And then it's like one star because you know you can't give zero. One star review. I tried to book a room here, but they only booked a Scientologist, and okay. this is discrimination. And blah blah. And then I did randomly while I was scrolling see one review which you know this could obviously of course also be fake but it was like um I decided to do my own research and go to this hotel because I had seen that you know Scientologists run it so I wanted to go on my own and see what the deal was which I'm sure people must do right right Mm -hmm. um and and she's like this hotel was great. I, I had like no problems with them. I was able to book a room. I'm not a Scientologist, like blah, 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 blah. So I I mean, obviously this could be fake or, or just like all the people who watch this Scientology shit, which I guess is not shit because this is like a legit cult, but they'll just, they never gone there, but they'll just leave bad reviews, you know, just for the sake of like, I'm anti-Scientology. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you have, like, the absolute lovers of this place, and, like, they will do anything to protect Scientology to the complete, like, death to Scientology people. Or at Harrison Hotel. I'll have to remember that. That's that's definitely worth a deep dive. (laughs) I think so, yeah. I was like, ooh, I could just do this one but then I'm like that's the whole Scientology thing so then you have to get into that yeah and go back um, to our famous cult series to listen about Scientology one of our episodes yes <laughs> yes I know well yeah I, I could have actually done this and I'm like please go listen to this episode first and then come back here and listen to this um so oh another hotel that crossed my mind to cover was the murder castle which is H.H. Yeah. Holmes's 19th century he was a 19th century serial killer I mean if you're listening to this I feel like you should know who H.H. Holmes is um he opened a hotel which he had designed and built for himself specifically with murder in mind and it included soundproof bedrooms, trapdoors, walls lined with blow torches, and two incinerators. Wow. And this, you know, there are lots of great podcasts that are dedicated to H.H. Holmes and his murder mansion or murder castle, murder hotel. Um, I believe it was called like the World Fair hotel or so, it was like something like that because um wasn't it in Chicago yeah and it was like a, I think constructed in like, like for uh, the world's fair right because the world's fair was coming in which a lot of yes hotels and stuff started popping up you know to accommodate that and yes and I believe I believe this coincided with like electricity and like everybody was going to the world's fair to see you know, this demonstration of electricity. So mm-hmm. it was like one of the most popular 
um, world's fair exhibits and, and like everyone was coming to Chicago. So. And didn't he just have like a bunch of like <laughs> shoots and ladders? I don't yes. know how to like, yes. describe it. Sure. Yeah. Shoots that like he would put body parts down and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Soundproofed bedrooms, trap doors, mm-hmm. walls lined with blow torches. <laughs> like, like I, how do you? I don't even understand that. How a wall can be just lined with blow torches? <laughs> uh, I know. I can't wrap my head around it. It's insane. Oh, yeah. he, he was a sicko. Uh, straight. So up sicko. bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that was another kind of just like. Oh yeah, we kind of forget that H. H. Holmes did was running a hotel where people did stay and did live. You know, not everybody, but oh yeah, and died there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mhm, mhm, mhm. Um, another fun fact: fifteen of the twenty-five largest hotels in the world are on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, okay. So, yeah, rest are like in Dubai or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think like all the rest of the 10, the 10 rest of them are, um, there is, oh, this is interesting. There's a hotel that sits right on the border of Switzerland and France. And there's a set of stairs, which are started in France and they end in the Switzerland side, like upstairs. Cool. So the upper rooms were ideal as a hideout for French resistance members during World War II as the Nazis weren't allowed to cross into oh. the Swiss side. Oh, wow. That is really cool. I yeah. love that. I don't know if anyone's seen that movie. It's not that great, but it's like, all right. Um, what is it? Like the, um, I think it's called the El Royale or something like that. And it's a, a hotel that it's in Lake Tahoe. So half of it's in Nevada and half of it's in California. And like, they have oh. like, I, I, I don't know if it's real, but it's a movie, you know? And I always thought that that would be really cool if there was something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Had two different like things, you know, rooms over here were this way. And like the price was a yeah. little on one side. And, well, you know. and I bet, I bet there used to be way more than there is now of like that kind of thing like border here and there so oh you cross this line the law doesn't apply over here (laughs) you know like yeah it it makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah so I thought that was that was pretty cool um oh this is funny popular hotels in New Orleans put grease on the balcony support poles during Mardi Gras so that drunk people can't climb up smart smart (laughs) yeah could you imagine you're just like at your hotel and there's just like drunk people just like flashing you on your balcony in the middle of the night like wait what time grease the pool that's grease it's probably a whole thing they probably have a whole parade about it I'm sure it's greasing pool day yay (laughs) right before Mardi Gras um okay so one of the largest hotel suites in the world is located 22 stories under the surface in the Grand Canyon Caverns. Oh, I don't know. So, yeah, I would not like that. I mean, I didn't see any pictures of it. I probably should have, like, looked it up. But But uh, one night for two people in the 65-million-year-old cave is around $700 a night, which is probably more now. I think this article is a couple years old. But 
So if you're interested in staying underground in caverns. 22 stories. Wow. I don't know why it's like why I feel more comfortable staying 22 stories in the air than I do. I know. Around, I do too, though. I do. It's just so dark. Yes. <laughs> in the caverns. Yeah. I feel like you could be closed in any moment. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Yeah. I would not like that. Um, okay. This one is popular on social media so you've probably seen this so there's a hotel in Kenya that also serves as a giraffe sanctuary and the giraffes stick their heads into the windows to get snacks at breakfast time oh that's awesome yeah so I you've probably seen videos of this of like people staying in in this like beautiful big gorgeous room with like the huge open windows and there's like a table set up right by the window and then like randomly a giraffe's head like comes in and and the person like feeds the giraffe which like giraffe I've fed giraffes before and their tongues are so long and like black yeah they're creepy um but I mean obviously that would be such a cool place to stay but that's another one of those like it's totally just like for Instagram you know what I mean um okay so oh this one was covered by Karen on MFM my favorite murder um I believe it's episode 170 and this story like I remember specifically her covering so she talked about the uh the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Kansas City Missouri Mm -hmm. yeah so this is the story of the there's like these crosswalks in this big open you know, like they're elevated crosswalks. Yes, right? they're elevated yeah. crosswalks, like all up. So think like you're in this hotel lobby and you can like look up with like all these stories and it's like all, all kind of open. But then there's like these little bridge crosswalk mm-hmm. things kind of like connecting. Um, so um, let me see. Oh, so all these crosswalks like collapsed on each other because the construction, I mean, they go into this on this episode of like the construction was just like not right. And all these things were just led to like, of course this disaster was going to happen. There was like a party happening or so, or like some kind of gathering. So there was a lot of people. Yeah, I think there, there was a convention. Yeah. There was like some yeah. sort of convention. Yeah. It, it was just like, there was way too many people on the crosswalks and uh, yeah, it, it was so 114 people died. Mm. And 216 were injured. And up until 9-11, it was the largest structural collapse in the U.S. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just imagine, like, them just, like, snapping and, like, falling oh, down God. on people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you can look this up. Like, there's pictures um, so you can kind of get a visual of what these kind of catwalk, crosswalk things mm. um, look like in the hotel. But, my God, horror story. Um, okay, so speaking about electricity, when Thomas Edison installed the modern electric lighting in the Ponce de Leon Hotel in St. Augustine, Florida, they had to hire extra staff to turn lights on and off for guests that were scared of being shot, which I think this was like a common thing, like we talked in their homes. White House episode about, um, yes. Harrison and his wife were too um, afraid to turn on and off the lights so someone else yes. had to do it for them. I think that's yes. the present 
can't don't quote me on it <laughs> yeah it, it was definitely one of the presidents whenever like electricity was like installed into the white house like they're like no because i'm sure people were getting shocked i can't imagine I, and they just no. didn't trust it i mean like this is supernatural yeah. this is ghost like what the hell <laughs> yeah how was this happening i mean you can't wrap your mind around. i mean now we just do things like tap a screen and you know yeah. just think nothing of it <laughs> when like before people used to be like how is a light bulb lighting through wires like this I does know. not this is a witchcraft yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't make sense um so I thought that was pretty funny and it did remind me of like I'm like I know this is like a more common thing than just at this hotel um okay so the 19th amendment to the constitution gave women the right to vote yay um and the hang on uh, ladies because they're coming for it <laughs> i know i'm knock on wood like i'm speaking too soon um i i don't know if i'm saying this right the hermitage hotel mm-hmm. hermitage that, in okay that's right in downtown nashville was a critical oh, okay. centerpiece for the women's suffrage movement as the hotel was used as a headquarters for suffragettes suffragists to secure Tennessee's ratification. So Tennessee was like the last state to like wow. vote to, you know, like, yes, we are for the 19th amendment, like mm -hmm. whatever. So this hotel is like, you know, historically kind of a place where suffragists were like kind of staying and and like yeah, making sure that like okay all these government people are coming here to this hotel like let's make this our kind of place where we're going to camp out and like mm -hmm. get this going headquarters so yeah. that's that's like a cool historical place and then in the same vein hotel figure Figueroa. I think it's Figueroa. <laughs> Figueroa. I'm like, there has to just be like a quick way to say this. Um, <laughs> they boast a rich history, deeply rooted in the women's movement in Los Angeles. So specifically to LA, the hotel was the largest commercial building funded by women for women mm -hmm. when it opened in 1926, which like, wow cool awesome for yeah, them um and yeah exactly so this was by the ywca um and it was a safe haven for solo female travelers who were prohibited from checking into most hotels without a male chaperone oh my god don't yeah even don't even get us started so um, this hotel gave women the freedom to live uninhibited lives among other like-minded women. So I think this almost became kind of almost like a commune type place. Um, well, and I and just it think says, like, it probably helped so many women leave like abusive relationships, yes. you know, too. Yes. Or if you're like, <laughs> I'm just a woman who wants an education and doesn't want to get married. I want to stay at like a hotel like I want to and I stayed yeah. yeah I want to broaden my own horizons like I'm nope. so sorry no horizon <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no horizons you have not uh there are no more horizons for you 
Um, it says this paradise of feminine energy attracted professional women from all over the world. So this became kind of like a beacon of like, oh my God, this is such like a progressive women, you know, friendly place where like, we want to stay here. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I had never heard of that place before. So yeah, and I, mean, I guess that's the other thing. Yeah. Hotels are definitely places where people like convene and meet and they're like, yeah, definitely at the start of a lot of political and social movements and at the center of those, um, you know, for that reason, because they bring people together and they have spaces where you can do that type of stuff. So, yeah. And I think too, like in the mid 1920s people, you know, it did take so long to travel somewhere that once you traveled somewhere, you were staying there for a while. So they became more of like a residential like mm -hmm. more long-term stay Houses type places. So you could build a community, right. you know, yeah. in these places. So if you're like-minded, um, you know, you can bounce ideas off each other and be like, oh my God, there are other people like me. I'm not just some weird, you know, person from my small Southern town, you know, like, yeah. mm -hmm. so really cool. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm going to end it on that one because we're going to end on a high note tonight. <laughs> I love it. Well, famous hotels. That was great. You know, cheers to the hotels. Hopefully, you know, good or bad that, um, you know, the people that are at the center of it are treated right. You guys like, don't be mean to your hotel hospitality. Oh my God. I know these people are going through a goddamn enough. Give, give them a break. Give them a goddamn break. Yeah. Yeah, but like from a hostel to a resort, like I would love to hear from people like where is your favorite place to stay? Are you Airbnb? Are you hotel? Are you motel? Are you Holiday Inn? Um, <laughs> yes. us, like I, I think, you know, there were, like you said, if you'd like to travel at some point, you've stayed in a hotel probably or some sort of motel setting. Um, so, yeah, they're just like a big part of the, the human experience. Yeah, I think so. So great. And, and like we said, we are taking a couple of weeks off. So go back and listen to an episode you missed or re-listen to one of your favorite episodes. You know, if you're traveling, you know, listen up or contact us. Give us some ideas. Um, thank go you back for listening. Find out which president was afraid of Alexis. <laughs> yes, that's your job. <laughs> yeah. I said it was. <laughs> In the yeah. White House. <laughs> yes, love that. Perfect, perfect way to end. Um, love you, mean it. Bye.